So. Raw and savage. Without further ado. You ready? Yeah, this is... We're going live. What up, what up? What's good? Back at it again with a new episode of the We Could Be Wrong podcast. This is episode 32 with your boy Juan and Pablo. Another day, another week of full rundown of some good topics here that we have in hand. But first, bro, if you don't mind, I, I, can I get something off my chest? You know, the the, the Cowboy season... Uh, well, actually, it's the football season, but it's the Cowboy season here in Dallas when uh, the football season kicks off. Everybody looks forward to um, watching the Cowboys play. But what I want, what I wanted to get off my chest is that you know it's it's Sunday. I'm getting ready, and and I'm re- I'm ready to put on my my um, my Cowboy gear on. And as I'm putting it on, I'm thinking in my head. I get well. I think everybody knows or in everyday life you tend to develop your own style right because you don't want to you don't want to look like the the next man one of the worst things you can do is just like you pull up somewhere and someone's wearing the same thing you're wearing not the exact same thing but at least something that you're wearing somebody else is wearing you don't like that like right now you're wearing a monterrey hat Mm -hmm. nine times out of ten if you go to the nearest gas station you go to the store and you do your whole errands you will not see somebody with that hat on or or that shirt that you're wearing yeah. For some reason, every time, and this, and, and, and this is not, and this is not with, uh, with every other sport. See, I wear Rangers, I wear Longhorns, I wear Mavericks, and then I never feel like that. But every time I wear my Cowboy stuff, it's like I feel like such a follower. You know, like, like it the, is America's team, bro. I know, but it's just like it makes me feel like I'm out of. I'm out of what I do, you know? Like, I don't like to be wearing what everybody else is wearing. If I go to the store on a Sunday, nine times out of ten, you'll see, like, 10, 15 Dak Prescott jerseys, some Zeke jerseys. you see all that, and I'm just like, you see grandmas wearing cowboy uh, paraphernalia. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like, uh, I, feel, I, feel like I feel like another one of the rest. That's just, uh, it, and it's just with this team. I don't know why. I just feel like I get it off the chat. I know there's people out there that feel my pain and they feel like we're just look like robots out there just fucking wearing the same the same for the same team. But I mean, I guess that's what comes with the territory when you are so passionate for a team. But I just don't see and I I hate that me personally because I follow every team, but when you follow every team, there's no reaction or there's no anticipation like when the Cowboys play, you know, when the Cowboys play, it's like a whole, you could tell you, it's like, it's in the air or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. I just figured that's what it was. But anyways, let's get, let's get to right to the point. Cowboys Rams happened on Sunday. Yeah. Game one, prime time, big hype around the Cowboys. Uh, this season, there was odds of Super Bowl. Okay. Defense. Everybody ran through us, but with the addition of, Alden Smith. Doesn't matter, bro. We have oh. the same. We have the same. Basically, almost the same coaching staff, other than McCarthy. Defensive, we have the same coach, right? No. no? Uh, it used to be uh, the the old school guy. What's his name? Uh, uh, look him up. I, for, I forgot his name. Little old school guy. But no, now it, it's a completely different. Because when Mike McCarthy got there, he brought his own his own uh, uh, coaching staff. Except the only person that he didn't hire 
was uh, Kellen Moore. That's the only person he didn't hire. Uh, but as far as everybody, everybody else is pretty much new. Uh, the the backfield for me, it, it's very very young. So that was my concern coming into the game. I think the the backfield was was a little there was question marks around everybody at the fact that Jordan Lewis wasn't playing. Um, uh, our safety, our safeties were pretty young. They we lost to Jeff Heath. We uh, Vanderesh was coming back. To me, Vanderesh was a little questionable because he was uh, coming in off an injury. Coming yeah. off an injury, yeah. Uh, a long injury and and at that a neck injury. Yeah. So there was question marks with him and coming in. And the and the defensive line was questionable for me. Um so my question to you would be are you concerned? Yeah. You're very concerned. I think so. I think we're I think our our defense wasn't well, I'm going to go back to what I was saying. Um I'm concerned with the offense. Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Our wait, defense, wait. we're starting with. We're the starting team. with the defense. Okay. So let's let's break it down. Defense, we had a pick. We're able to hold them to only twenty points. Yeah. And it was a long game. No, neither end was scoring. No. I want to say they their running game was a lot better than their passing game. Um. But then, um. See, the thing is, is that I think the the rushing. I think I need. I expected. We all expected and I, more. And I, and I thought that their rushing game was going to be a little weak since they lost Todd Gurley. They let go of Todd Gurley, and they have this new cat, uh, Malcolm Michael Brown. Michael Brown, Malcolm. But Malcolm Brown, yeah, which uh, he's really good. Yeah, it, it it showed. Or was it? Is he really good, or were we just that bad? Because last year we couldn't stop the run at all. This year you had a little bit more expectation and a little bit more. Uh, how can I say a little bit more? Uh, you were just hoping that we would be able to put the pieces to stop that because that was an ongoing. You you needed. It doesn't take a. Uh, it doesn't take Einstein to see that you need somebody that can stop the run. Uh, Mike Nolan is the defensive coordinator. Mike Nolan is the put the defensive coordinator. Excuse me, right now, but before that, it was it was. Uh, Marinelli, Rob Marinelli, yeah. that's what it is. Damn, I couldn't think of his name. That yeah, they used to be our defensive coach. Now it's is it, Nolan. But um, to me, one person that stood out the most, to be honest, was uh, Tavon Diggs. Ste- Stephon Diggs' little brother. Yeah, he stood out to me because he's a rookie. What? He, but he played uh, pretty good. He was beat a lot of the times, but like I said, he's a rookie. But everything he did was like you can tell he has potential. Like yeah. he was looking back every time they threw the ball at him. He was uh, his coverage. He was everywhere. He he was doing his thing. You know, there's potential there. That's what I like to see. Yeah, you got beat on some of the coverages, and sometimes you they threw it over you, and you contested it, and you try to get it off. You try to uh, uh, be able to block the the ball from getting to the receiver, but. Sometimes the pass is just too good, and when the pass is just too good, you just gotta live with that. And but I liked his uh, his his hungerness. He, he he was always active, you know. Um, but as far as Jalen Smith, he didn't have anybody there to to help him out. You know, it was just him by himself. A lot of people say he looked slow out there. 
in my opinion, it's just you're asking so much out of one linebacker. You know, you he needs his counterpart. You need you you need to have Sean Lee. He was out. Vanderesh left early, so you're just out there. You know, you're just like in a, in in an island by yourself. And at the fa- and at that, the defense couldn't seem to get off the field that much. So for me, the defense, um, the backfield is more concerning. The front, I, I'm Demarcus Lawrence. I get it; it's the first game, but for me, you I need a little bit more. They paid you a lot for you to, you know, show out. I feel like we're not gonna get anything out of him. It was I, all talk. I'm hoping. I'm hoping this is a, a a learning experience for for him and for everybody else. Alden Smith at least got some, but I think all his uh, tackles and all his uh, uh, involvement within the defensive side of the ball was like more the play came to him more than he didn't he didn't jump out of my screen saying oh look look at Alden Smith like it wasn't like that it, it wasn't he wasn't like that. It, he just happened to get some stops, but that's because the play was coming more towards him. Um, Tyron Crawford was there; he was a presence, but nothing really, nothing really to get excited about. It really didn't get me off my seat. Okay, so as far as that goes, they need some work. In my opinion, you need to go get Earl Thomas. If you follow the Twitter, uh, the We Could Be Wrong Twitter page. I, I tweeted, Earl Thomas looks like a must-have right about now because our defense, look, it looked like it was week 17 of last season. Like, we just picked up where we left off. Terrible. As Charles Barkley says, terrible. Just terrible. There's no reason why you you go through this whole offseason to come back to look like that. Now, Jerry's probably up at the box thinking, y'all were telling me this whole time not to get Earl Thomas. I'm not saying he was uh, advocating for us to, and, you know, pounding the table, let's go get Earl Thomas. But now it makes it seem like you might want to go get Earl Thomas because he's still out there. Uh, Clay Matthews is out there, but I think Clay Matthews said that he wasn't going to play this season, if I'm not mistaken. So, you may want to go get some some safeties because you need a veteran presence out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would love that. I would love, that would be a great addition to the defense. I'm not saying oh Jordan Lewis wasn't playing. I think I mentioned that Jordan Lewis wasn't playing, but I'm not going to say Jordan Lewis will make a big difference when he comes back. Earl Thomas would make a difference with all the problems that comes with. You think you think it's worth it? At this point, it wouldn't. It couldn't hurt. You know, do you think with the Cowboys team, do you think that like his attitude or because uh, his his biggest issue is that he brings problems to the locker room? Yeah. Do you think with the squad that we have right now, do you think possible uh, issues inside of the locker room on the defensive side? Yeah. Um. To be honest, the the, the first thing I could I could see is that he will probably clash clash go after. D law, uh, I mean, trying to would I you be mad at that? Point out, say, yeah. say, bro, they're paying you, and you're not doing your job. Yeah, but I mean, I just don't know. I don't know if that's worth it. Um, if that's the way to motivate, if that's the way to motivate them, and to bring in somebody that'll probably cause division. 
Yeah. Uh, but that's speculation. You know, we don't know if that was the case. Um, if that's the case in this particular locker room that it might happen. But, I mean, you know, um, there's uh, you have weight. You have uh, baggage coming into the in the, to the locker room if you make it there. But, like I said, at this point, you, you can ask. Ten cowboy fans, I'm pretty sure, like five would tell you, yeah, yeah, go ev- get them. Everybody, everybody, I think everybody would agree. Agree that we need somebody like him on our team. Yeah. The only issue is, do we want to sacrifice issues in be- amongst them? Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, because well, of his previous uh, issues with other teams. At the same time, you know, Jerry's known for for getting all those controversial guys. Um, so it, it doesn't, it wouldn't surprise anybody if he were to go get him. Um, at this point, you, I, I would say, give it a try. You know, from the performance that we saw over the weekend, doesn't hurt to try. Let's let's just see how it goes. You know what I'm saying? We've had worse. He's signed Pac-Man Jones. Um, he's had. Um, you know what my, you know what I think was the biggest issue. It's the first game. No, no, uh, not a regular training camp. Not no freaking uh, um, what's it called? OTAs. Uh, preseason games. Preseason games. So everybody, new coaching staff. Mm-hmm. New playbook. New playbook. This team is fair, like like you said, most of them are fairly young. Yeah. So I just think is they just haven't been able to get get the chemistry going or get everything going. So what you're saying this is an overreaction. Is the first one. is the is the first game. Okay. With that being it's funny you say that. Okay? Yeah. Let's see if you keep that. Let's see if you keep that same energy, right? How do you think Dak did? I think that did what I expected of him. Which is elaborate, please. It was the same deck from last year. Okay. The same deck that finished top five in each category. Yeah, I believe he did. He did his job. Um, Who looked better, Jared Goff or Dak? To me, Dak. Okay. Uh, I don't not, and I am. This is not justifying Dak. Um, Blake Jarwin got injured. Uh, that that was bad. Did Amari uh, Cooper look hurt to you? Mm, he looked okay. He doesn't look like I said. Ever since last year, I don't think he'll ever be what he used to be. You think so? I think once he had that issue, that the injury, injury, and I don't know if he had some other emotional stuff going on, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's gonna ever. I mean, he might have one breakout year that he's gonna like blow us all away, but right now it's not gonna happen, especially with everything that's going on. Uh, that's, I guess. People might not want to relate it to the sport, but it's still a part of life. Uh, everything didn't look right to me. Everything that's going on off the field, like you know, uh, you know, and uh, I don't think, I don't think he was bad though. I just no, don't. No, no. I just don't feel like he was him. His normal self. His normal self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I get what you mean. But as far as uh, as far as Dak goes, you know, but we were facing, and to me, uh, I think they have a, one of the best defenses. If uh, not the one of the best defensive ends in the game, yeah, there's a reason why he was ranked number three in the top 100 in yeah, the and, list, and that's why we haven't been able to beat them for like what the past three years, because their defense has always been solid. 
other than before, I mean, they had Todd Gurley that would run through us like nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, that Super Bowl year when we met them at the at the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, but at that time, they had Indomit and Sue. They had uh, Aaron Donald. They had good pieces out there to to stop us. And at the fact that Aaron Donald was so dominant, you can tell it, he jumped off the screen. But I mean, that's not. I'm not saying any uh, any something that someone doesn't already know. But the fact that Connor Williams couldn't handle him. Uh, shit, Zeke damn near got choked slammed by him uh, trying to stop him yeah. he, there's no stopping him when he's when he's going yeah and you had um, a right tackle for uh, Lyle Collins um, stepping in trying to at least trying to get a a stop or try to uh, protect Dak but Dak was under pressure he, it looked like if anybody watched that Thursday night football game when it was uh, the Chiefs versus uh, versus the Texans, it looked like when Deshaun Watson was trying to snap the ball, when he snaps the ball. You know okay. how when he snaps the ball, pressure's on him. Like, he's always running for his life. And you got Aaron Donald on one side. You got a replacement or a backup right tackle trying to hold his own on the right side. And it's very hard under pressure. It's very, very hard because not only are you asking more out of your left tackle and right guard, but now you're you're leaving a man open, and and that's more pressure for Dak with an, an, an a semi injured. I'm gonna say a uh, semi injured Amari Cooper. It doesn't look right to me. I'm sorry. I just don't feel comfortable saying that he's 100 percent healthy. Yeah. And uh, and I'm a firm believer if. You limp into the season, you're going to limp out the season. And from what I hear, I don't think he ever got a surgery on whatever his problem was over the offseason. So if that is an ongoing, lingering injury, that's concerning for the rest of the season moving forward. And as far as Dak went, you know, he was 25 of 39. He threw for 266 yards. So he averaged six, 6.8 yards per uh, per attempt. One touchdown. See, we, me and you were going back and forth on, uh, oh, during the game, uh, trying to explain to you what I meant by a touchdown. Like he had a touchdown. So obviously he threw a touchdown to Zeke, and Zeke was the one that scored it. I'm not saying he scored the touchdown. I know he what had you a, mean. I know he had what a you passing. Mean. Uh, but touchdown. whenever I want to see Dak uh, impress me, I want to see him throw to a receiver. I don't want to see him throw to the running back constantly. I feel like uh, that's probably the one issue that I have with Dak. That he throws to the to, to Zeke. The running back, yeah, way more than anybody else. Yeah, because sometimes when you don't like a route, sometimes uh, the running back is the, there to distract. You, but you had the whole game to pick uh, to at least find one receiver, uh, Amari Cooper, which wasn't his best night. I mean, he he still got ten receptions. Yeah, and he had fourteen targets. Fourteen. Look, this is this is what it was when Dak was throwing the ball. Fourteen targets for Amari Cooper. He caught ten of them. CeeDee Lamb had six targets. He caught five of them. Yeah. Michael Gallup had five targets. He got three. So everything is pretty much hidden on the money. So if you, since you're saying that uh, he keeps throwing to Zeke, Zeke had four targets, three receptions, one touchdown. Four, four targets to 14 targets to Amari Cooper. That's a big difference. So he throws to his receivers. Don't, don't, act, don't downplay what, who he's throwing to. He throws to every – he spreads the ball around. He's not just necessarily throwing. He has to spread the ball around. Yeah, I mean, that's what you he does. have amazing receivers right now. Semi-amazing. Well, 
they're um on paper on paper they're good. they're amazing receivers so i mean you have options yeah there's definitely options but i think the fact i said this but I, th- I just feel like they they played just like they did last year. So predictable. They ran similar plays. Hmm. So with that being said, uh, like I'm saying, like I'm not trying to blame everything on Dak. No, don't blame it. I mean, I I get that. I yeah. Get it. But I'm just saying, like I feel like they're gonna run Zeke Elliott to the ground. And does that fall back on Dak? I'm not saying I'm not you're saying. I'm not. I'm not, not saying you're I'm, saying that. That's not what I'm but saying. But let me let me get let me get this out. I'm not saying you're blaming it on Dak. But is that more? On Dak, or should we be throwing, looking, into pointing Keller, the bifocals or in the binoculars on Kellen Moore, who I said coming into the season, there needs to be more light shed on him because he was there last year. A lot of people weren't so happy with the play calling last year. Coming into this year, now you're saying that it looks like last year. So is there creativity there? There was a point that, that I was looking into the sidelines and trying to see if Jason Garrett was still there. Okay, that's how identical it was to last year's game calling. Uh, every play was similar. Uh, the only the only play that was not that was different whenever they went for it on fourth instead of doing the field goal, they took the risk, but I think it was the wrong risk to take. You think so? Yeah, because last year the problem was we were too conservative. We were playing exactly. not to lose instead of to win. So with that play. Are you mad at that they were gambled to win, or are you just mad that they didn't just go for the tie, which was every, which everybody was complaining about last season that we were too conservative? I think on this game we should have gone for the tie. That's on hindsight. Yeah, that's on hindsight. But but at the time, I mean, sometimes you're just like, well, fuck no, it. if they would have, if they would have made it, if they would, if it would have, you know, we would have won. It would have been good. It would have worked out. Yeah, I mean, I, I but, can't, I can't argue with it. You know, I uh, some people say we just should think, have. I think it sh- it should have been played the the way that they were playing, the way that they were looking. Uh, I think we just should have played it safe uh, okay, and try to get a second opportunity. Let me ask you this: with the way that we were playing, like you said, say we do go for the field goal, we tie the game, we go into overtime with the way the defense was playing. Do you still believe we still would have lost? Yeah. Okay, so I mean. You can't really blame it on the fourth down. Uh, no, there. but I think I think it would have gave us a little bit more of energy, and it would have been I think more exciting. I mean, but at the end of the day, the end result would have still ended up being the it, same. It right? would have been, uh, yeah, it would have been more more possibilities for us to lose. But I think it would have they would have tried more. I just feel like they weren't able to do anything. I just think that you're pretty much saying let's extend the game. And try to do more of what we've already. No, been doing. no. I think they would. I think if they would have gone into overtime, they, by then they were like, "All right, this whole game we've been doing a whole bunch of stuff that hasn't been working. Mm-hmm. Let's start trying to switch it up a little bit." The defense was was still there. Yeah, I think the defense was still there because I mean we held them for a while, for a good while. The fourth quarter, they didn't score anything. I think we were more lucky on the defense. The defense to me concerns the hell out of me. I am super concerned with no, that defense. I was, I was, I was, I was somewhat happy with that pick they picked. Did you see that first play? Seven, uh, I think it was seven plays touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Ridiculous. It it looked like what I expected. I expected them to be rusty, slow, cold, but they started picking it up. They okay. started reading them better. Right. So I think that's. I mean, I think in the in, if we would have gone to OT, it would have been okay. 
I think we would have had a chance, a fighting chance. A puncher's chance. I think the first half, obviously, uh, we got lucky in the second quarter. Because who took over? Zeke. No. He scored two touchdowns. Yeah, but that second touchdown, the, the touchdown that t- gave us the lead was because of Dak. Because he rushed it all the way, and he stopped at the one. Here you go. Gave him a freebie. Uh, yeah, my guy, go. my guy over here doing his doing somebody else. That's why they want to get into this conversation. No, that's not what I'm trying to say. Let's just be honest. That's what happened. That's what, what happened. That? Yes, because he 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 wasn't able to open up the passing game, so he had to run it in. If his guy that he's usually uh, passing to or running the ball is busy. He's gonna have to run it in himself. So does he get credit for for adjusting to what's going no, on? Right. He, yeah, he gets credit okay, for well, he gets we'll credit for what he did. He got credit for the the thirty yards that he ran. What I'm saying is that you didn't give him credit because you didn't mention that. I had to come in and mention it. If you were giving him credit, it would have came out of your mouth, bro. He's he's expected. He 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 doesn't need to. He got the credit by who? He's the quarterback of the Cowboys. What what is what that? more credit does he need? What credit is it given? Like what credit gives you? Okay, so if uh, if uh, Garner Minshew is the quarterback for the Jaguars, does he get credit for being the quarterback? No, you get credit for being good. You get credit for adapting to situational football. That's what happened. I'm just explaining what happened. I give you the first one because he threw. Him, first of all, he threw him a beautiful pass. Threw him a beautiful pass. He caught it. He made the move. He cut inside and got to the got into that touchdown. I give you that. That was that's perfect. That's that's on him. Beautiful pass by Dak. Beautiful execution by Zeke. I give you that. But when it came to the second touchdown, you cannot tell me that Dak didn't do majority of the work and then just gave him a bone and let him uh, drive it in. Just drive it in. It would have been Dak's touchdown, but mm-hmm. I mean, he came out short and and it was uh and it was executed. So the good thing that Dak was there and to be able to lift him up and be able to go into halftime with the lead. Mm. Uh, was big because just because of the way we started, it was terrible way. Just the, just the beginning, I just I oh, couldn't yeah, yeah. believe my eyes. They they literally walked all over us in the first drive. I was like, okay, we'll we'll do the same thing back to them. Yeah, and it just didn't happen. There was a lot of things that that played part. Like on third down efficiency, we oh. were three for twelve. They were nine for seventeen. Yeah. So I mean, three for twelve. That's terrible. That's terrible. You you cannot in in third down. You cannot be three for twelve. How? It's it's just not good enough, in, in my opinion. It's not good enough with the amount of offense that you. Have, I get it. You lost Blake Jarwin with the amount of offensive talent that you have out there. You're you're supposed to be able to create. And to me, it's more on Kellen Moore. Mm. That's the guy that seems to be going under the radar when it comes to like quote unquote finger pointing on who's who and whose fault is this and no no no. I think he's one of the guys that you need to be looking for. Just keep keep as as the as the season goes. Because for me, this is his last year. Not as far as like I want him fired after this, but this is the his last year as far as this is your make it or break it season. Yeah. Like you gotta show us that you are the right guy because this is the guy as a matter of fact, hold on. In matter of fact, the only guy that Mike McCarthy did not hire. Do you think there could be a problem with also Mike McCarthy? Mike McCartney not at what point does he step in um to be honest I don't think you want to uh I mean you're the head coach yeah obviously but you don't want to tell your offensive coordinator that you don't trust him no but that did you don't think that the whole time that the offseason you don't think that 
if McCartney was McCarthy, McCarthy, just trying to help you out. Okay, I understand. I don't. He's. I don't care much for him. I feel like he's from McCarthy. Yeah, I feel like he's a fake. You feel like he's just a puppet. I feel like he's gonna be another Jason Jason Garrett. Garrett. I I can I can see that. Um. Yeah, I can see that. His biggest sale was he took a year off. He got fired from Green Bay. He took a year off to mm-hmm. come back and execute the new era of football. That's that's was that was his pitch to come over here or to come back. Okay. You don't think throughout this whole off season, him and Keller Moore got down and looked at the playbook and changed it up. I think, to be honest, if that was the case, and that's what they should have done. That's, right? that's I what I think. I don't know I if think. that's what they did. I that, don't know if that's what they did. Because one thing, I, you missed one piece in that meeting that you just put together. Uh-huh. Dak should have been in there. Because yeah, not only you have a court, but the whole time ex- you were dealing with contract yeah, yeah, issues yeah. that you wouldn't allow Dak to come into the building and be participating in those Zoom meetings, yeah. early Zoom meetings, and coaches meetings, and quarterback meetings. That's kind of where the lack of communication goes. But as far as McCarthy and Kellen Moore, without Dak, those meetings should have been, those conversations should have Let's been Let's say, they, how, how long did they have training? A month? Uh, Before, like, actual training? Like, the training they had before the season started. Like, about a month, two months? Mm-hmm, yeah. You don't think they were able to bring him in, you know, in those practices? Just say, hey, Dak, man, let's try these 10 new plays. I mean, yeah, that's one that, that's thing. that's something that should have happened. Yeah, that's definitely something that should have happened. Uh, when he eventually signed his uh, franchise tag tender, yeah. he should have been able. You should have already been working with him. Um, I don't think those uh, conversations happened. Yeah. But let me ask you this, and I know I'm I'm gonna use uh, performance wise first first game right for me. Now you tell me if you could agree. No training camp. No communication with his receiver, well, at least your C D Lamb. Yeah. You need reps to get comfortable. Not only that, you've gone through a whole off season of everybody saying you shouldn't be paid, criticizing your every move. And you're been the whole talk of the whole off season when it comes to the Cowboys. On top of that, your brother commits suicide. Yeah. And you have to deal with depression. Yeah. On top of that, even more on top of that, you have a pandemic where you're forced to stay inside. You can't visit anybody. That's why I respect that. Like, I give, like, I'm not going to say I give him a pass to be, um, to lose a game. To lose games? No, 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 no. Just to not be in the right headspace? No, I respect what he's going through. Right. So, I will not judge him based upon, like, his, you know, like, I know he's going through a lot. Yeah. like it's not. I'm not saying that I'm gonna go easy on him because of that or whatever. Because mm-hmm. I mean, he's an athlete, and right. you know, but he is going through that. Yeah, he is going through a and lot. That's he. He can't. If somebody comes out and talks about it, about them going through depression or them dealing with mental health, that's an important thing. Because mm-hmm. you saw how you said earlier, like that. That's part of life. What's going on in your real life affects the yeah. way you perform in your in your job in, in your profession. In your and career. I feel like his biggest job because. You and me, we've talked about his skills mm-hmm. and athletic, athleticism. Athleticism. Um, to me, he's a mediocre quarterback. Okay. He's average. Mm-hmm. 
to me. What makes him great is that he's healthy and he shows up. Mm-hmm. He's consistent and he's a good leader. Mm-hmm. That's what makes him over average to me. Right. It's not his skills. So if that's something else that could have affected the first game, his leadership probably was a little not all the way there mm-hmm. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that does take effect on the whole team. If your leader's not all there, yeah, it will affect the momentum, the energy, the chemistry, the chemistry, and it, it bring it could bring some issues into the game. Yeah, I just feel like all that. What I especially with all the pressure of the first game back. Oh, there you go. You're facing a team that you're supposed to beat. They were supposed to beat them. Yeah, they were supposed to beat them. Uh, I think it wasn't going to be easy, but we were supposed to win. Because their defense is good, but their offense is not all that. They, I think mainly they ran the ball most of the game. Mm-hmm. They, they got lucky with a few passes. Uh, I think uh, he only he only threw for a little bit more yards, but they had possession of the ball most of the time. Yeah, they beat us uh, with uh, 11 minutes he, of more possession. We yeah. had 24 minutes, they had 35 minutes. And he threw a pick. Who? Dak? No. Uh, uh, Goff. Oh, Jared Goff. 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 Yeah. Jared Goff. So, I mean, they were okay. Like I said, they didn't score at all. Nobody scored at all in the fourth quarter. Third, I mean, they just, they got lucky with a touchdown. They missed a field goal. They did. You figured in, in all of those, you would. You talking about the Cowboys missing field goal? No, I'm goal? talking about them. We missed the field goal as well. Yeah, but I think we could have at least. Made a field goal in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. I think that's when they missed it. I think it was yeah. in the first quarter. Yeah. We could have made at least a field goal in the fourth quarter. What did you think about the pass interference call at the end of the game? Uh, I believe that was fair. You think that was fair? Yeah. I believe so. I believe so as well. Yeah, he put his hand out. You don't put your hand out if you're ahead. That's one thing about here. You, about You what put we like your to hand do. up. You I, don't put your hand back. That's one thing that we like to do here. We like to be objective. So... That we would like, I like to criticize my own team and say when we're right and when we're wrong. To me, this call right here, I think it was the right call to me. Okay, I I I, I take back what I said. I, that's not what I meant. I meant I did not agree with the call. You didn't agree with the call. I did not. Let me explain myself oh, okay, why. Okay, okay. For me, I think it was normal defensive back wide receiver play. You know, like. It it was the most minimum amount of contact, um, to where it is it, is normal. It happens in every play. They 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 start hand checking each other, yeah. m- moving each other's hands, whatever. And and I think that's just what happened. It shouldn't have been called. Am I gonna hold my hat on that specific play? That that's why we didn't win. No, we played bad that game. So anybody that says that's the reason we got no. quote unquote yeah, yeah, robbed, yeah, yeah, yeah. no no no, no you you no. you're lying. They they had many chances to, to make a play, yeah. at least a field goal. Yeah, to to, to be able to uh, avoid those yeah. kind of situations. With the team that we had, we should have made at least a field goal every quarter. Like, on the first quarter, could yeah. at least hit, hit the field goal. Fourth quarter, they had enough time. Yeah. They had the ball, and they just couldn't do nothing with it. So I just feel like we, uh, we, we need to do better. Overall, we need to do better. We face Atlanta on Sunday. I the game, like, game's on noon, at noon. Um, what do you expect? It's here, right? In Dallas? Yeah, that's our home opener. Okay. But well, it doesn't really matter. 
I mean, uh, I, I guess it matters a little bit because I think there's going to be a little bit of fans. There is, and I think Dallas fans, um, they'll make enough noise. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's going to be people tailgating. So them just being around fans, even if it's a few, it'll make a little bit of a difference. I mean, you saw the Kansas City people. Yeah. Uh, the Kansas City fans out there was a little bit, but it sounded like it was. Yeah. They say it was 17,000 in the stadium. But it sounded like seventy thousand, which was what the yeah. Arrowhead holds. Um, it makes I, it. It makes it. It's, it's a little difference, but it's a, it, it makes a difference. So, do you think? Uh, do you think they sh- they, they they take the win? Mm, I think that's a tougher game, offensively. Offen- oh, defensively, for me. For me, I feel like well, with them, I think I think Matt Ryan didn't play horrible against Seattle. But at the end of the day, it's Seattle. But I think Seattle is more offensively than what than defensively than what they used to be. Right. That's so. Fact. Yeah. So I think we play what uh, the Falcons next, and then we play Seattle after Seattle that. after that. And mm-hmm. I think both of them are really offensive, strong teams, and our defense is not all there. That's so I, mean. I think they're gonna. Our secondary sucks. So they're they're two great quarterbacks. They have a a great passing game. Matt Ryan, y'all know you don't like him. But to me, no, I, I say I didn't like him. Well, a lot of people don't like him, but I feel like his passing game is, is pretty decent. He's a good and his and he has decent weapons. Oh yes. And now that he has Todd Gurley behind him, that he could actually, uh, let's say he gets pressured, he'll just you know uh, easy pass or hand the ball to Todd Gurley, and that's and he he looked pretty healthy. He didn't look so bad. He wasn't as. Uh, I guess targeted as much as he was whenever he was with the Rams, but he wasn't bad. No, I, I'm just nervous, bro. I, I'm honestly nervous for the for the secondary. Just yeah. No, I, Julio I, Jones. I, I, I want to say Calvin I want Ridley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, that's not that's not gonna be easy. Yeah. That's definitely not gonna be easy. I mean, for um, L.A., I think all they had was uh, uh, Cooper Cup, and they yeah. had a. Uh, who else am I looking at? Uh, Higby, Tyler Higby. Yeah, but but Higby didn't do much. He just got uh, yeah, four, three three receptions for the yards. So Robert Woods was somebody that yeah. I was ne- not necessarily familiar with, but he was the one that was actually yeah doing a lot of damage. And and what do you think Julio's going to do? That's a mismatch because uh, Tavon Diggs is a smaller guy. They're just gonna throw deep and try to. They're trying to get Julio to jump and and grab the ball. You know how Julio does. Yeah, he's very. You're you can argue he's one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver. Yeah. Not my 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 opinion. He's not the best wide receiver, but he's up there, top three. I would say him against the Cowboys is gonna be number one receiver. So it's gonna come out to be. They're gonna. Our do- offense needs to show up. Definitely. Absolutely. In order to uh, overtake and um, yeah, I feel like they're, our defense the Falcons struggles. defense is not as strong as the Rams. There's nobody that scares me as much as Aaron Donald did. Yeah. On, so, I mean, that's one thing that's kind of a, a plus. So, I mean, hopefully, you know, that could let loose, distribute the ball a little bit more, mm-hmm. get some points on the board, and not have us fighting, like, uh, from behind like we always do. Yeah. Uh, as long as we're, we're keeping it back and forth on Sunday, um, I think we have a chance, but that, it is going to be a tough one. Yeah, it's definitely going to be tough. It, it's tough regardless with uh, all the injuries that we suffered and, and all the missing players. Um, 
for me, Blake what do you think Jarwin, about Schultz? Look, Schultz is a, a veteran player. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a rookie. No, he, he's, he, he's been in the team for a while. But you need reps to get comfortable. So with this, be, with that being to me, said, I just feel like he's like we have Jason Witten back on. The, do you think it was just uh, he's, he's the, not the, he's not great, but he's there. He was shell shock out there, like he was stuck, like mm. he didn't know that his number was called because it's never been called like yeah. that. He'll be a guy that'll go in one two plays and that's it. Yeah. But the more weight would be on a Jason Witten, on a Blake Jarwin. Uh, before that was Jeff Swain, and now you're you're looked at as the key guy. Um, do we have another backup? Yes, yes. I can't remember his name, but I want to see him play. Okay. I've seen him. He's not as big as Blake Jarwin was. I mean, as Blake Jarwin is. But at this point, you need... You we need, need anybody. You need to throw him in there. We need a safety. He looks athletic. He looks athletic. He looks... Yeah, he's tall. I think he's like 6'3", if I'm not mistaken. And I, I want to see him out there. Throw him out there. Let's see what he can do. I w- so, with that being said, I want to see what the reports are going into practices over the week to see how Amari Cooper's doing. My eyes are on Amari. For me, I need Amari to be healthy. I need Amari to be out there. I need him to be a little bit more more impact impacting in the game. As far as C D Lamb goes, I, I think he's uh I mean he's still a rookie. For me. He has a lot of room to grow. Definitely. Um I wouldn't really I don't expect anything from him in the first six games. Uh, because like I, like we know they did not have a full training. They didn't have no preseason games. He didn't get to like get much snaps in with uh Dak on the off season, you know. So do you think at all? Uh, Michael Gallup should get more targets because he only had five. He should. With with the way Mark Cooper's playing, yeah, I think I think I think I, I think, think they should switch roles. I think yeah, I think that's the way it's gonna go too. And I, and that, to be honest, I feel like I like Michael Gallup. I just don't trust his hands, bro. Bro, everybody's thing. dropping balls right now. Like so, I I mean I don't. That's the only, that's my only problem. It, I, it's hard for me to put the weight on him when I know his hands are suspect. I think. I mean, it, that's easy to say when fuck when uh, Amari Cooper dropped the pass. He got popped on that play. Did you remember that when he caught it and boom? Yeah. Jalen Ramsey just popped him, bro. He got a little excited. Jalen Ramsey started celebrating. He didn't realize that the the, the ball was out. Um. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I would like I would like to see. I agree with. I think Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup kind of should switch roles, and um, Gallup can give you a little bit more yards after the catch, because I think uh, Amari was averaging uh, eight eight yards per catch, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily meaning that was eight yards after the catch. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, we'll get a little bit more production out of Michael Gallup. Shout out to Tony Pollard. He looked really good and for the minimum amount of uh targets that he got um i think he did pretty good uh as far as he had two carries for 10 yards five yards to carry mm-hmm. so i mean he, he's used very minimal uh as far as the receiving three targets two receptions for 22 yards so he's i want to say they're minimal. gonna i want to say they wanna, they're gonna put them in a lot more now that we don't have jarwin uh, i think zeke is gonna start getting those uh short passes similar to what jarwin would have been getting and That'll help. He'll do some blocking. You just got to get creative. Yeah, I, expect, I mean, you have to work with the best that you have. I think Zeke should be the, doing the blocking. Zeke is a great blocker. Yeah, and I think that's where they're gonna. I think that's where they're gonna go and uh, use Pollard to yeah. run. Yeah, yeah, because he's very fast. Yeah, they, to me, I think I, he's faster than. Zeke. I think that'll be our best bet. 
just get creative. You know, yeah. that's pretty much what we're both saying. You just got to get creative. You got enough pieces to get creative. So there's no creativity. No, excuse me. If there's no creativity in this offense up coming this next game, Kellamore, we we got problems. Yeah, we're yeah. looking at you side eye. Definitely, there's, there's going to have to be some changes. Yeah. So I mean, overall, from uh, give it a great a grade A. I mean, a grade letter to this first game, you would give it a what? Uh, give it an F. Uh, I wouldn't give it an F. I would give it a D minus. I give it an F. Okay, I'm not mad at that. Everybody has their own expectations and their and own. I'm, and, I'm, and I'm grading them as a team. I'm not. I'm not like I'm grading everybody. You know, like yeah, not, I'm I mean. not. I'm not putting all the blame on individuals one, in, on one person. Like we normally go at each other, uh, but I'm being fair across the board. All of them. I think the team they just need to step it up. Yeah, Kellamore, we're on you, bro. For the talent that went into this game, they it looked like. It looked like they were scrimmaging. It looked like they were still at the star. Yeah. Um, okay, bro. So Thursday night, we have Thursday night football, obviously. The Bengals versus the Browns. Now, you chose the Browns to be the standout exactly. surprise team exactly. of the season. They surprised us, all right? They couldn't do nothing. Yeah, they didn't surprise us. It looked like they didn't show up. Um, I think uh, Baker Mayfield is... To me, I just feel like he's a little over his head a little bit. I think this is going to be his third year. And it might not be his fault. Is it going to be his third year? This is going to be his third year. Well, I mean, he he made it longer than Johnny Football. Okay, but that's not good enough. I just think that he came in into the NFL too fresh. Do you think the addition of Odell Beckham hurt him? Uh, I think Odell's done. You I, think so? I think so. Uh, either he's in the wrong team, okay. So you, you can or, probably that. Much. Yeah, or he's or he's or he's just not all there mentally, physically. Okay. He he wasn't able to do much, and I don't expect him to do much because this I think coming game Baker Mayfield did more in his rookie year with no well he had expectations but but people not, didn't know him that well so I guess you know like they he was un a little bit unpredictable. I bet people didn't know him, bro. He went number one overall. When you go number one overall, it's like, okay, you. there's a reason why you went number one overall. But at the fact that they had Tyra Taylor there, uh-huh. it's kind of like, oh, okay, we'll see. You have Tyra Taylor and you have Baker Mayfield. Tyra Taylor has more experience, obviously, so he has earned the right, I guess you would say, to get the starting job. Hmm. Um, when, but when he Tyra Taylor got hurt and you put in Baker Mayfield, he did his thing. You know, he's kind of like, I should be starting. He has something to prove coming in. Yeah, and now it's the pressure is mounting for him to do like we didn't got you a tight end, we didn't got you a a, a new receiver. Uh, your defense is okay. He got it's pretty solid. He has two good uh, running backs. Kareem Hunt, no Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt, oh, and Kareem Nick Hunt. Chubb, and Nick Chubb, and, so, and I, mean, I think they distributed the ball between them two pretty yeah. well. Yeah, they do pretty well. So I mean uh, that's not bad. So they help him out, so he but doesn't feel pressure to pass all the time. He targets Odell Beckham a lot. I think he had like ten targets, and he only got like three receptions. Yeah. So that something's not adding up. You got to spread the ball around. And I think Njoku leaving uh, leading into the season was asking for a for a trade when they got uh, Hooper. So it's kind of like there's there's a divide within the locker room where it's not uh, working, and the fact that you got somebody like Baker Mayfield who's very outspoken. And not performing, you're an easy target. Yeah. And when you're an easy target, 
um, you you tend to feel a lot of pressure. Uh, there's already a pressure with uh, with you being the number one overall pick, being there for three years, and having all these weapons. But with the media constantly there judging your every move, that's a whole another different kind of pressure. And they face the Bengals. Bengals ain't got no nothing to prove. You know, they're just out here, like Arizona last year with Kyler Murray. They just have Joe Burrow. Yes, they do. Now Joe Burrow faced the uh, San Diego, oh San Diego, the L.A. Chargers. Yeah, excuse me. Uh, Tyrod takes, takes Tyra Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. So he's faced a mediocre team. No, that defense is pretty defense, good. But offensively, offensively they're evenly matched. About yeah, about yeah, evenly. Yeah. Um, but. Obviously, there's a, a age gap and an experience gap yeah. when it comes to Tarot Taylor and yeah, 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 yeah. Joe Burrow. Now, fast forward, it was pretty back and forth, and it came down to the last play for Sandy. Uh, damn, excuse me for L.A. Yeah, it's gonna take me a while. Um, for L.A. Uh, for the Chargers to. Um, I hate that they do that so often. We'll do what? Change teams. Oh, change names. Yeah, that's the city. Now you got to get used to saying Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. So, I know. Every time that I see them on the board, I'm like, Louis Vuitton? It's Las Vegas. It's Las Vegas now. But, yeah, so the Bengals, uh, it ended up to a last drive. Bro, I'm not going to lie. And I may be overreacting, but he looked like Aaron Rodgers. He looked like the new improved Aaron Rodgers. Because you know how when Aaron Rodgers has, like, 30 seconds yeah. and one possession, he's up the field like that. He's just throwing it and throwing it. And he's picking apart the defense and just getting up the field. That's how Joe Burrow looked last night. He looked amazing, driving it all the way up to the field. They he gets it to AJ Green. They say he pushes off, and he scored the touchdown. But they say he pushes it yeah. off. Obviously, throw a flag, bring it back. They uh, throw him back. I think uh, ten yards or something like that. So they got to go for the field goal. With the field goal, they win. Boom, miss the field goal, and they lose. I think they were down by like three, and. They missed the field goal and they lose. But just just looking at that alone, a rookie with no timeouts, fourth uh, fourth quarter, and I cannot remember exactly what the time was, but obviously they did not have. I think it was like a minute left in, in the game, and he had to get up the field, up the field to the point where they had to uh, be getting out of bounds to stop the clock, and he got them in position. He put them in position literally on the last on the last. Uh, drive of the game to win the game the Bengals should have won the game now going against the Browns but the Bengals are going to win this game I feel so and it's purely because of Joe Burrow and I had oh, you can say something I mean bro come on they have AJ Green they got Joe Mixon don't no but, but, I, but what I was going to say was oh, okay. I had my doubts of Joe Burrow even though last mm-hmm. year even hold on even though last year when he was at LSU I was with him the whole time, especially because they played my yeah. Texas Longhorns week two, and they, it was a shootout. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw his whole run. I was like, damn, this dude is good, bro. Like something. This wasn't him last year, which was his uh, junior year. Yeah. It wasn't him last year. What what changed? Then you found out they have a new offensive coordinator in Joe Brady that they got from the New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. So with the separation after the draft, Joe Brady left LSU and went to the Panthers. And Joe Burrow goes to the Bengals. So I w- in my case, I was like, okay. So obviously, I saw a big leap from his junior year to his senior year. And, and what's the difference? Joe Brady was there one year, and he wasn't there the, the other year. 
Now he's not there with them. They're, they're not together anymore. So how is he going to play without him? Is he going to go back to junior year, Joe Burrow? Or is he going to be senior year, uh, Heisman Trophy winning, college football playoff winning Joe Burrow? And he looked like he didn't miss a step. Yeah, He scored a touchdown, took uh, uh, pretty much put the team on his back, and he was just making plays. Looked so free out there, like just doing what he loves to do. Like the game came to him, and he was just picking picking defenses apart, even though he did get sacked. Joe Bo- Joey Bosa is out there. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. He, it's expected. I mean, yeah. It's expected. Uh, and shout out Kenneth Murray from – L.A. Chargers, the linebacker, got drafted from Oklahoma. Even though I'm a Longhorn fan, I recognize greatness. That dude is going to be great. Anyways, um, so, yeah, I, I'm taking the Bengals all day. I, I just trust Joe Burrow right now after what I saw in game one more than what I saw from the Browns uh, in game one. Do you also feel like with the Bengals team having a horrible year last year, do you think they're coming into this into this season hungry? Yes, because now they see number nine throwing them. Now the ball. they see, even though they're not the greatest team, like they're not, no. a, they're not a, but they're they're a decent team. Yeah, experienced they, team. Yeah, like I said, they're like Arizona last year. Yeah, nobody expected Arizona to do anything, but the fact that they added Kyler Murray, it, you can see a plan yeah. placed for the future, and that's what that case is with Cincinnati moving forward. They have a plan. They got their quarterback. Yeah. Now you got to build around that quarterback. Yeah. Uh, to me, I, th- I think they 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 are pretty good the way they are right now. Yeah, I think they're pretty. But evenly, they could be better. And oh, of course, I yeah. mean they they could only grow from where they're at now. Yeah. But I feel like they're a great team, and they they might be exciting to watch this year. Definitely. So that's what I'm saying. Thursday night football is a very very yeah. interesting game to watch. And I just before we get off this topic. To Baker's credit, they did face the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, I was, Ravens. I was about to say that. We cannot completely, because I was thinking, oh, they couldn't do nothing. Yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't pass the ball. They, dude, it was horrible. But then, when I think about it, who are they playing? They're playing the Ravens. Yeah, pretty much the favorites yeah. to win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, so, yeah. You got to give them that. But at the, the A time, great defense and... Dude, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, MVP. I mean, Mr... Uh, the football king right now. Yeah. Number one in the top 100 NFL list. So, yeah. I mean, you, you can't be mad at that. But you are at least supposed to be put, I think, what what they scored? Six points? I think, it, to be honest, I think it was... Three? I, I six, think was, six, six, 38. Yeah, it was it was an embarrassing blowout, but... With that amount of talent, you I mean, you got to do a little something more than that. I mean, I'm not saying the Chargers are the Ravens, but I'm going to be looking at what Joe Burrow is doing this season. I'm looking at him... Now, more than I was before, I figured they weren't going to be. Uh, and maybe I may be overselling him right now just because of game one. Everybody says don't overreact to week one. But let's see what they do Thursday night. This, this is what it's going to come down to. Let's see Thursday night and moving forward. Now, before we get off of NFL football. Even RG3 had, hold on. Even RG3 had, he played. Did he? Yeah, he had. Was he QB or? One attempt and one completion. For nine yards, man, that's disrespect. <laughs> like, oh, like that's how ahead they were, right? That yeah. they brought out RG three, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. I would have got. I would understand if they had him out there to do a a, a th- run or something, but to throw the ball is pretty much bringing in. Uh, he Boban he, for the he, Mavericks. He did run. Uh, he had one uh, rushing yard. No, he 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 lost a yard. 
Mm. He did rush once and he lost a yard. At least they had him out there. But I was going to say, shout out Kyler Murray. I said it. He was going to beat the San Francisco Giants. I mean, San Francisco Giants. San Francisco I'm thinking 49ers. baseball. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers. And he did. They did, obviously. What uh, did you expect from Garoppolo, bro? I mean, I said it all last year, but people thought I was crazy. I never believed in Garoppolo. Yeah, I don't either. Their I defense, believe- uh, unless their defense could uh, get a whole bunch of pick sixes, I mean, th- but, that's the only way they'll probably win. But with a guy like Kyler Murray that moves and can throw the ball and now adding D-Hop. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. They, they should be a great team. They're, they're but they did exciting. lose uh, David Johnson. So I'm, I'm, They got Drake. Uh, Drake is good. He's better than David Johnson right now. Right now for me. Very exciting team. And if I'm the Cowboys and I see Kyler Murray coming into Cowboy Stadium, I'm nervous. I, I did pick for them to beat us. I did. Yeah. And I say this now, even before the season started, I uh, picked the Cardinals to beat us. That may have sounded crazy. I'm I'm before, not I'm it not, doesn't look so crazy now. Yeah, I'm not I'm not so nervous. I just I just don't know. <laughs> I know. I just I, don't know right none now. None of us know. But uh, but going into our last bit of uh, football, uh, we're getting off the NFL now. We're going into college football. For those who don't know, me personally, I love college football. College football is amazing. Uh, I love it. I look forward to it every year. And as you know, I've said it many, many times, I'm a Texas Longhorn diehard fan. I love the Texas Longhorns. And they played over the weekend, blow UTEP out. And uh, they play this Saturday. They play against Texas Tech. Um, very important. Are they playing? Who is playing? Uh, the Longhorns. Yeah, they're playing Texas Tech. Did, well, Texas Tech on Saturday. I'm looking at the schedule. And I don't know. They're not on here. Did they get canceled? No. They're on their. Uh, they play Texas. They play Texas Tech on Saturday. I want to say like around 3 p.m. And uh, this is very important. Why is it very important? Is because. For me, and for all, us Texans Longhorn fan base, this is a big year for the Longhorns. You're, for me, I think I'm expecting them to win the Big 12 championship. At the fact that you got a senior quarterback, and you had this whole time to build around him and get chemistry. Your rival up in Norman, Oklahoma Sooners, they lost their quarterback. They have a, a, a quarterback that's not projected to win Heisman like every other quarterback has been before um, and for me they're favored to win the Big 12 and for me I believe Tom Herman is under pressure a lot of people may not say he is but I feel like he really is because you have the advantage you have a senior quarterback now it's going to be a question between him and Lincoln Riley, which is the Oklahoma coach. You said to play Texas Tech? My bad. I didn't yeah. mean to interrupt you. That's next week. Are you sure? Yeah. 26. It's 19. Okay. You're I may a week be, ahead, but we're good. I may be wrong. I just It's because I saw the schedule, and I, I didn't see the Longhorns on the schedule, so I was like, well, I think they didn't they postpone it, or is it next week? It's next week. Okay. I just feel like the the uh, Tom Herman is under pressure because now it's going to come down to coaching. Who coaches who better? If Oklahoma does better than us, we have a problem mm. because there's no way that 
he's going to have a quarterback. That's di- and it's not just quarterback-based, obviously. you got to have everything in place. But I just feel like if Lincoln Riley is more successful this season than Tom Herman and the Longhorns, then there may be some head-scratching going on. And there may be a whole lot of questions surrounding his uh, coaching staff and his texting coaching uh tactics mm-hmm. moving forward uh, not only would you miss uh would you be losing your quarterback a senior quarterback and sam ellinger um that may be um a way for the board to say let's move on we're losing our quarterback let's get rid of our coach and let's start brand new let's start this thing all back over again um, so it's very important for the Longhorns to be very successful this season and win the Big 12. And if you don't know, this is why college football is so exciting because it's kind of like the playoffs in any sport. You Every game counts. If you lose one game, it messes up your whole entire season. Mm. Everything. Something, everything has to fall in place for you to get back in contention to win. So every game counts. Uh, whether it's a big-name team or, or a low-division-ranked uh, team, like this season, we're only uh, playing our conference, so that's uh, very important every single game. And our our conference is not it's not terrible. People like to downplay it, like if it ain't anything, but we have a lot of good teams: TCU, Texas Tech, Kansas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, uh, Baylor. Uh, I'm missing another one, but. Uh, it's it's a lot it's a lot of uh a lot of exciting games going on so tune in thanks for correcting me i thought it was this weekend but it's the 26th so look forward to that it should be a good saturday uh that 26th there's some games all day yeah that's why i love college bro it starts early and it's uh it's very entertaining for me and for everybody that loves college football so are you ready to get into combat sports bro Something we both have hmm. a high, high I'm ready for. passion for. Yeah. So I'm looking through the comments, right? I'm looking through Twitter and I'm looking on Instagram and I come across this post where it's Dustin Poirier uh, hitting this bag and it has, he tags Tony Ferguson. Hmm. As we know, Tony Ferguson just came off a loss to Justin Gaethje. Mm-hmm. Pretty bad loss, I would say. Pretty bad, bad loss, but... It was one of the first pay-per-views in... Uh, under these circumstances, wasn't under it? these circumstances, and, and I just think the circumstances were different as far as uh, opponent, last minute replacement, yeah, I think, rescheduling. I think uh, Tony Ferguson was locked in on Khabib. Mm-hmm. He trained for that fight, and I think his body was just like confused. When uh, came down not to confused, the but conditioned for to, Khabib. For the for Khabib, yeah, I get, I understand that. So the switch up, he didn't get knocked out. No, he didn't, but he got punished bad. He, yeah, but it was, yeah, he got, he got punished bad. So Dustin Poirier is coming off a victory off. It of, was like he went into a gunfight with a knife. He survived. It but, was like Tony he, Ferguson fought Tony Ferguson. Yeah. That was one of the best bits I saw on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Dustin Poirier is coming off a win off of Dan Hooker. War, complete war that fight was. Um, so it makes sense mm-hmm. for these two to fight. But they can't seem to come to an agreement. You know? Um, it seems like pay may be an issue. Uh, wages. Compensation. What I didn't know 
was that Tony Ferguson is advocating for them to pay Dustin Poirier. Hmm. I'm guessing they're willing to pay Tony, but somehow they're falling short with Dustin. And they, at first I thought it was just Dustin that was calling Tony out, but now Tony's saying, you know what, pay this dude, you know, let's get, let's get, let's get it on, you know, let's get, let's get this fight made and let's get the people what they want. So I'm just like, holy shit. So now they want both or have mutual interest in this fight. What do you mm-hmm. think about this fight? You think it's a perfect matchup? One coming off a loss, one coming off a victory. I think it's a good. I think it's a good fight for style. Uh, I think it's a good a good fight for Ferguson and for Poirier. Who would you take on that fight, though? I would always take El Kukui. Yeah, ah, uh, not me. I have to take Diamond on that one all day long. I think he's uh, very powerful. Um, you he, think because he's younger? Uh, I don't know if he's younger. If he is, that's not the reason. I just feel like his style. His power, his striking is way too powerful for Tony. Um, I think Tony's a volume puncher, and I think and Dustin is more of a power puncher. So if you thought he was getting hit very hard and he was taking enormous an enormous amount of damage when he fought Gaethje, what do you think Poirier is going to do? Because Poirier beat Gaethje, mm. and, and it was a similar fight to Poirier. I mean, to Gaethje versus Tony. I mean, not 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 necessarily. Uh, Gaethje versus Tony, it was more, for me, it was like uh, uh, Hooker and Poirier. It was just a war between Tony and, I mean, between Poirier and Gaethje. So, I would love to see that fight, but for me, I would have to take uh, Poirier. I just think he finally would get the respect that he deserves uh, and that he's earned by fighting uh, somebody at the elite level as Tony. He would get a whole lot of praise, which he's earned, like I've like I've said, I think he he's earned it. So I, I'm I'm hoping Dana White is listening to the fans and comes to an agreement and pays him. He needs to be compensated. He's coming off a win. He's a former um, what do they call it? Uh, interim yeah. champion. So he he's earned his respect here. So he needs to be compensated so we get that fight. I would love to see that fight. Would love it. Would love to see that fight. Now, on the contrary, I saw that there was rumors, and it looks like it's very likely. And I'm, I'm, I want to give my opinion on this because I have been accused of being biased towards this certain fighter. Mm-hmm. And I would like to believe that I'm very, very, very objective when it comes to fights, when it comes to games, when it comes to teams, when it comes to fighters, in any aspect of this whole sports genre. What do you think about the Masvidal, D- uh, Masvidal versus Diaz too? I see it's going to go either way. Well, what I mean by what do you think, I mean, do you like it? I want to see it. Do I care for it? Mm, not as much as I want to see it. Like, I don't think it's necessary, but I do, I do want to see it. Like, I don't think it matters to the sport, but okay. I want to see it for the fans. Okay. And like, I don't think either of them, like, I think, well, obviously, Masvidal is closer to a title shot than Diaz. Mm-hmm. But... It's a fight that needs to happen. That needs to go to the end. Either knockout, submission, or uh, decision. 
Right. Yeah. It's a fight that just needs to be settled because they're both amazing fighters in their own distinct way. And I feel like both of them want this just as much as we want to see them go at it. I'm not going to say it's Diaz's last great fight, but it possibly can. It could be. Uh, do I like this fight? No, I don't like. I do not like this fight mm-hmm. because the first fight was not close. It, I, I don't think it was close, but I think it could have been entertaining if we would have kept going. If Diaz would have found a way to switch it around, you assume. I, I I'm hope my, I'm a Diaz fan, so I'm expecting him to try to switch it around in his own way. I get that, but that's not what was happening. Yeah, I cannot tell you what could have he happened. He was getting. I didn't see anything. He was getting. His uh, ass kicked. He was getting pounded, but I think that's how he feels himself and comes back. I guess so, but for me it wasn't it wasn't uh it wasn't close. Mm, for no. me Masvidal was just dominating him for two rounds. No, three rounds. And I don't think this fight was necessary. I when I saw this, I was like, for what? Like why are you fighting a guy that you dominated? This is not you don't get no points from this. Yeah. And yeah. and this is a guy that I like. I love Masvidal. But you don't get no points for this. You shouldn't go up in rank. If you beat Diaz again, if this he's getting made, a, he's getting a good check though. Yeah, but I mean, you're you're doing this for. I think that's what Masvidal's interested. Yes, now. absolutely, he is. More, he's, he's in it for the money. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think it's and fan fan wise, entertainment wise, for the casual fan, this is entertaining. The for high, the diehard, the high fan, the the, the actual sport fan, the think? UFC sport athletic. That wants to see great, like... For the spectators? No, not for the spectator. But, like, for the actual fan that wants to see champions. Mm -hmm. This is not probably for them. They'll they'll, they'll have fun. I mean, you'll enjoy it. it. We'll watch it. Of course we'll watch it. You're lying if you're not going to watch it. Everybody's going to watch it. Everybody that cares... Everybody that knows about UFC will watch this fight. And anybody that knows the UFC is that he should have been fighting Rocky Leon Edwards. I think that would have been the fight to make. Is that is that possible this year? This year? Yeah. Well, not is that, with this fight. Is that, pos- is that possible without like if that fight is does doesn't happen? Mm-hmm. Is it is it possible? Yes, because not only is Leon Edwards ranked higher than Masvidal, um, they have they have beef, they have a history. There, you can't fight Covington because he's already fighting Tyron Woodley. Yeah. You cannot fight uh, Usman. Guess he's fighting uh, Gilbert Burns. Yeah. Who else is out there that it's like makes sense? Convenient. Yeah. You would have to fight Edwards, but you don't do that. And you fight a guy that's lower in the teens, which you dominated in the do first Do you think fight. he gets a better check? Yes. With Diaz yes. than with 100%. Edwards? Yes. Well, that's probably what he cares about this year. You get You get more. Or but right now. At you the can moment. negotiate. You're a draw. If he were to fight um, Leon Edwards, when is that? When is that scheduled to happen? If it does happen, I uh, believe they said in December. Okay, uh, like probably like the twelfth or something like that before Christmas. I would say around there. That would be the ideal. Um, do you date. think if he wins that? Well, he's gonna win against DS. Do you think it would be more beneficial for him to take that fight, take the check? Let's say COVID is gone, so we'll be able to be back in the stands. It would be more beneficial for him to take the easy win. Well, 
to you, quote unquote. Easy. Uh, and uh, easy check. Um, come back for the next fight, which will possibly be Edwards, but have ticket sales. So he'll get a bigger check than he what might. he would get if he fights Edwards now. See, the reason why I want him to, well, well, to answer your question, would he get a bigger check with fans in the stands fighting Edwards? Yeah. Um, it's uh, debatable because I don't, it just depends on where it's at. Okay. Right. So if, if, because if sports were to come back fully, 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 like the way they're supposed to be, I think that fight would make sense. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Like, if, like if they were to come back fully next year mm-hmm. with people in the stands, you know, him going to Vegas and selling out pay per view, would it make more sense for him to wait for that moment for that fight? To wait and pass on this one? No, no. To take the DS, which that's a good check in December, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and then come back next year, next year, and fight Edwards with yeah. people in the stands. Yes, and the only way I believe that makes a lot of money is if Masvidal goes to the UK. I don't think it sells as much here as it would over there. Okay. If you want it, if you wanted to make sense and you wanted it to be bigger than what it would be here, you gotta go fight in the UK because. Edwards has a bigger following in the UK. He's very popular. You did what you did mm-hmm. in the UK, and you're very popular regardless. And has, now, has Edwards fought recently? Uh, like, uh, yeah, he fought. Is, is uh, he in the island? Is he on the island? No, he's in. He's in England. That's what I'm saying. Like, so there's probably a possibility that he can't go to the island. No, he can go. Yeah, okay. he can go. He can? Yeah, because uh, the first one, there was uh, planes coming out of London, yeah. Brazil, the United States, and um, that's what I, that that was my concern. Or, or is he where he, where he lives? Mm-hmm. Is he able to get out? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. He's okay. able to get out. Well, so I, he's gonna fight this year. He says, but who he's gonna fight? I don't know. Will he give him the exposure that he wants that he's craving for? Probably not. But I heard. I hear. I mean, we've talked about this that I would love to see Leon Edwards fight Conor McGregor, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, would that will will is that a long shot? Hell yeah, that's a long shot. Yeah. But it's kind of like Dana saying you're crying so much that you want to fight, you want to fight, you want to fight. Okay, cool, you want to fight? Here you go, fight this guy, fight Conor McGregor. Now that just turned into one of your biggest fight, if not the biggest fight of your whole life. Now if you lose to him, get out of my face. I don't want to see you no more. Like stay down there and and. Stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. Pretty much is what Dana would be saying. Do you think Conor McGregor him. will fight him? Yeah. I wouldn't say why not. Because like I said, Leon Edwards is not a big name no, when you no, think but, of that division. Isn't he like bigger than him? At 170. They fight 170. So Conor McGregor fought uh, Donald Cerrone, Cowboy, yeah, at 170. But, he fought Nate Diaz at 170. Yeah, but you're talking about names that are on their way out. Well, not necessarily when he fought Diaz, was he wasn't on his way out. Yeah, to me, he was. Okay, it's arguably. It's debatable. I'm a fan, but to me, he was. Okay. Well, I mean, that's what... And Leon Edwards is a... Uh, he's very talented. No, I'm saying he's younger. Very talented, but... He's in, talented. He's in... I want, would you say he's in his prime? Uh, Yeah, I would say he's in his prime. Yeah. But he's the, the good thing that might convince McGregor is that he's not a big ground guy. So he'll stand with you mm. and he'll trade with you. Don't you think Connor would be like, all right, cool. I don't got to worry about me getting taken down like that. If it's just blow for blow, you against me, well, let's do it then. You know? So I would love to see that. That that would be like the next best thing. That would be interesting. Because I did hear that he was getting tested. 
mm. uh connor mm. in in a boat in a yacht i was like damn balling but why are you getting tested are you probably, gonna fight probably going maybe on vacation. not but maybe right now with these allegations that came out over the weekend about the sexual abuse and all that stuff so that may hold things up maybe uh just i hate when things get political yeah or get in the way something that is just not gonna allow you we to just want to see them fight so yeah me personally i don't like the ds fight uh that's me being objective for yeah. those who i've heard that are criticizing me for being biased for masvidal i do not like this fight i wish he would have fought leon edwards will i watch this fight you damn right i would fight i'll, I'll watch it it's ufc it's masvidal of course but that, this is not the fight to make for me, in my opinion. If he loses, what, what what would you think? If Masvidal loses, yeah. Uh, if, he gets, if, he, if he gets taken down to the ground and trilogy submission, trilogy. Okay. But I don't think so because he he had a hell of a takedown, hell of takedown defense against Usman. You can argue with me; he got taken down a lot. But he Usman, it took a lot out of Usman to take him down. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, I don't think uh, Uz, uh, Diaz. Diaz is on the level of Usman. And even if Masvidal were to ever get another title shot against Usman, he's losing every day. Mm. He's not winning against Usman. Usman's just too good. Okay, let's finish it off, bro. Covington versus Woodley this weekend. Finally, big grudge match. We finally get to see it. I love to see Kobe Covington. I'm not a fan of the MAGA stuff. But I, that aside, in the in the octagon, he's a fucking beast. Yeah. You cannot deny that. He's very good. Um, we saw him transition his style, or not necessarily transition, but just give us different looks. You mm-hmm. thought it was going ground against Usman, he was standing up the whole time, and very impressive striking. It was, it was broken jaws and a lot of blood. It was all around action. Yeah, and now you got Woodley coming off a loss against Gilbert Burns. Uh, Gilbert Burns not fighting Usman for the title. Woodley coming off of two losses back to back. He lost to Usman, and then he lost to Burns. So who are you favoring? Who are you rooting for? Who are you going for? Who do you think will win? I haven't seen I haven't seen Woodley fight that much. Okay, but I know he's solid. I seen him fight twice. Mm-hmm. I saw him with Burns, and he lost. But he, he but I had high expectations of him going into that fight, just because Burns was kind of like not known like that. Yeah, because I, to I, the general public. Yeah, so I kind of fell under his name. And watch like wanted to watch him. Thought he was gonna be the dominate type to you know just pound somebody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he looks like the he's 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 built. He's built like he's gonna knock you out. Right, a hundred percent. So I mean, he has a puncher's chances. What you're saying? I want to say well, both of them do. I think both of them are uh, style of fighting is similar, mm-hmm. and both of them are big dudes that could take a punch and could give a punch. Uh-huh. So it should be interesting, but I, I'm gonna take Covington. Okay, I'm not I've, mad at that. I feel like he's hungrier uh, after coming off a loss to Usman. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he wants. To, I want. I think he wants another shot. Right. So I think he wants to get up there fast. Yeah. And this is the guy he's been calling out for a long time, mm-hmm. and finally gets it. And he's feels. I believe he feels hella confident, knowing that Woodley's coming off of two losses. And the fact that he finally gets to get the guy that he's been calling out for years, he needs to show up, which necessarily he almost always does. Mm-hmm. This is not the guy you want to lose to if you're, if you're Woodley. If you're Woodley, this will hurt I, your I, heart. I, I think both of them. This is this is going to be a critical loss. Do you think Woodley retires if he loses? 
I, or do you I, think? I don't think he does. I think he's gonna have a. If he loses, he's gonna have a run. Like he can't go out like that. He's not gonna. Saying. No, he's not gonna go out like that. He's he's gonna keep fighting, but I feel like he's gonna be like cowboy. Oh, like not knowing when he's not gonna be able to stop. Cause he's he, he's he's like I said he's built like he'll knock you out like he was be he's built to fight forever and he had a good run when he was at the top yeah but you know there's always new blood coming in and sometimes you gotta know when to hang him up and, and once how many times has he been knocked out I don't think he's ever been knocked out Tyron Woodley yeah no so I think he's I think he's good yeah he has a chance I mean, he's, he's had some losses but there've been fair losses that he just been dominated he's been knocked down. Yeah, I mean he's been nom- dominated. Where you know he's he's in the fight, he's trying, but yeah. he hasn't been able to get in his in his game. That's what I saw with um, Burns. Burns. Burns was just a bigger man, and Burns was just more. He he played the smarter game. Okay, so I disagree he, that he was a bigger man. Woodley's always the bigger man, but I think the wrestling um, of Usman when he lost got the best of him, and. This young buck coming in, well, I don't know how old he is, and I don't know if he's that young, but he was just on another level. And you being out for that long, being inactive, mm-hmm. then he got played a plate. Because how, how long was he out? Well, about a year. Yeah. About a little bit under a year, probably like 11 months. 11 months or 12, yeah, like 11 months, about to be a year. And... I think that played a big part. And a guy that had been very active in Gilbert Burns showed him why he was the number one contender. Yeah. Or wanted to be the number one contender and was hungry for a title shot. So I think Woodley, if anything, and he's training with Masvidal. You know that, right? Yeah. So is there a little coincidence there that now you're training Masvidal? I mean, you're Masvidal's training with Woodley when the whole time Covington was calling out Woodley, he had... Masvidal on his side, but now since things are rocky, even though they go for the same, that's 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 how, that's how the combat sport goes, though. To me, petty. Like, it no, can be petty no, no, no. Sometimes you're just in the opposite team. Yeah. So I mean, but I, Kobe is a very good wrestler. Yeah. Very good. If you go back and you look at the Robbie Lawler fight when he fought, he dominated Robbie Lawler. And Robbie Lawler is kind of built somewhat similar to Woodley, big dude, uh, powerful. So if he can do that, I think we're, that's what we're going to see. Something to, similar to the Robbie Lawler fight when he dominated him, got him tired. If he gets him tired and and holds him down for like two, three rounds, Covington's going to run away, run away with it. He can't do nothing with it. His power is pretty much going to be gone after that, and he's not going to be able to pack power behind his punches, and and that sucks because you got a guy that's been calling you out, calling you names, uh, you just cannot stand just playing with you the whole time. So I got damn. What do you have? My heart says Woodley. Covington is but my taller. Head says Covington is, is a bit taller, but then Woodley does have a little bit better reach. A longer, a whole lot of longer reach. Just two inches. But <laughs> like. Uh, I mean, he's been in the game a lot longer. He has 19 wins. Uh, Covington's 15. Um, yeah, Covington is more inactive sometimes. That was due to inactivity for me. Um, but like I said, who is the better wrestler? In my opinion, Kobe's a better wrestler. So I, I, I believe Covington might win. Now, I'll tell you this. Covington will win by decision. You think so? If he were to win. 
Woodley would win by knockout stoppage if he were to win. That's that's my opinion. That's my prediction. But who am I taking? I'm gonna take Woodley. And I know I'm going against my better judgment, but I just I'm just I think Covington just because I think that he has he's overall the he's, better fighter. He, no, he's he he has a chip on his shoulder right now. Losing to Usman. And now he's just trying to get back up there. Yeah. And he's not going to lose to somebody that just came back off of two losses. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of like they're both in the same boat because they're both yeah. coming off of losses. Yeah. Um, so, hey, I'm taking Woodley. You're taking Covington. We'll see you next week. Now, before we leave, we do have two basketball games today. We have the Eastern Conference Finals between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. And then we have Game 7 of the Western Conference uh, uh, semifinal. Who do you, yeah, the Clippers and the and nuggets. The nuggets. Who do you have on that? The Nuggets or the Clippers? Yeah. I'm taking the Clippers. Mm. The only reason why I say the Clippers is because the two times that they have lost, they've had big leads. Yes, they have lost those leads, but knowing that their back is against the wall, they need to win. They need to. And there's no way. You, you lose, you go home. They're going to find a way to win the game. They know how to do, what to do to be able to get ahead. You just got to hold it. Well, that's the only thing that they have not been able to do. So if the Clippers win, that's what they're supposed to do. If the Nuggets win, I'm not surprised that they did it because they beat them twice in the similar fashion with being down by a large or a large sum of a lead and coming back to win the game. Mm. But I'm taking the Clippers on that one. You? I take the Clippers because I just believe they're a better team overall. Don't get it twisted. The Nuggets uh, the are nuggets very are, good. The, the Nuggets are really, really good. Uh, but I just think uh, superstar power, the Clippers, uh, they shouldn't have been in Game 7 right now. Yeah, and I think I the, the, the losses they had is because they got they like to get overconfident. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, only, that's the biggest issue they have. Now with the Miami Heat? Versus uh, the, the Celtics. Boston Celtics. This is game one, so uh, I mean it's a toss up for me. I'm still cheering. Uh, to be honest, I want the Heat to take it okay. on on the East. Okay, uh, I've said it before because they're so under underrated, uh, and I feel like they were unexpected to be where they're at right now. Uh, no, not according to me because I've been saying the everybody, Miami Heat. Everybody was, was rooting out. for the Bucks. Everybody's rooting for the Bucks. I'm not everyone, so I said Miami Heat even before the season started. I saw them in preseason. I said. Miami is coming out the East. And I've said it time and time again. Miami's going to beat the Bucks. They beat the Bucks. Miami is going to beat the Celtics, but not as comfortably as they beat the Bucks. Hmm. For me, this team plays hella hard. The Celtics team. Uh, shout out uh, Marcus Smart. Flower Mounds, Marcus Smart. He plays for the Boston Celtics. and um, But I just think uh, the Heat are going to be uh, uh, just a better team. I believe this game goes seven games, seven games. Hmm. This one. So, but I'm taking the Heat to win tonight, and I'm taking them to win the whole thing. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, You're taking them to win the whole thing. Uh, the 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 East. Okay, 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 yeah, the East to come out the East, not the whole championship. No. Um. So yeah, that's so that's the rundown to our topics for today. Let us know what you think. Hit up the Twitter page. Uh, we could be wrong. Podcast on Twitter. Uh, check out our our Instagram. We could be wrong. Podcast on Instagram. Um, 
and let us know leave a comment let us know what you think about uh, our topics you may agree you may not agree but that's the whole point of this podcast this is the we could be wrong podcast we'll catch y'all next week take it easy man one love